Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Good morning, church. It's such a joy to bring God's word to you. I am excited, especially since we are still in January 2022. I want to wish you a blessed 2022, a year of revival and restoration. I want to declare this over you, over your family, over your situations that you would truly see God's revival and restoration. Father, we just want to thank you for this beautiful time. We are excited for what you're going to do. We are excited about Father for this year, for this season. And we just want to declare about Father your presence, your glorious presence to invade each and every home, Father God. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way. Let your king- kingdom invade our Father. Every home and every person person right now that is watching. We thank you, our Father, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I am so excited in, in, the, in the season that we are living in, especially uh, with the verse that the Lord gave us for this uh, year, Acts chapter 15 and verse 16. I'm going to read all the way to verse 18. And I want you to listen to every word that is being read out. After these things, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David which has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. Wow. I get excited every time I listen to God's word, read God's word, especially when I know this verse says, the Lord who makes all things known from long ago. Isn't that amazing that God wants us to know his heartbeat and he gives it to us in advance from long ago. And what is it that he's trying to communicate to us? This verse is picked up from Amos chapter 9, as many of us probably would remember. And it has been, uh, it communicates that God wants us to know his heartbeat, that he is not a God who leaves things in ruins, but he wants to restore us back to his plans. Specifically, I want to focus on this word tabernacle. God is on a process of rebuilding his tabernacle. When we look at the Old Testament, I mean, that is where we get the first reference of this word tabernacle. Let's look at why God instituted the tabernacle. What was the purpose? What was his intention of having a tabernacle? In Exodus chapter 25 and verse 8 and 9, Uh, This is what God commands Moses when he says, I want you to build a tabernacle. And let's look at this together. He goes on to say, let them construct a sanctuary for me or a tabernacle for me that I may dwell among them. Wow. Isn't this so beautiful that the Lord God Almighty, the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the creator of the world wants to dwell among his people. And he says, let them build me a sanctuary. Let them build me a tabernacle so that I can dwell with them. I can dwell among them. I mean, such a holy God, such a majestic God that longs to dwell amongst his people. And then he goes on to say, according to all that I'm going to show you, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, even so you shall construct it. God gives Moses the detailed plan. He's saying that I will give you the plan. I will give you the details of not just the tabernacle. Uh, People generally say that women are very detailed. 
and i've always wondered wow why is that so you know they they are very detailed detailed about the color about the material the dress that they wear <laughs> there's a whole lot of details that people uh, generally say that women get into but when i read these scriptures especially the following chapters about the details that god gives about the tabernacle the material the colors the design all of that i am like wow i think i know where i get it from or where we get it from the women we get it up from our dad you know our heavenly father he is a very detailed person and besides that you know god gives moses the details to not just the tabernacle but even the furniture you know what needs to go in the position how it has to be you know laid out all of that and not just that god is so interested about dwelling amongst his people that he makes sure that moses has no excuses in exodus chapter 21 we see that god gives moses even a good team not just skillful people but he anoints them he appoints them and he anoints them and he gives them the ability to do the well work so well the building construction so well isn't this so beautiful god is so interested that he wants to dwell among his people that he sends a battalion that is anointed and and skillful to the work and not just that uh, he also gives Moses the resources everything that is required to build this tabernacle wow in exodus chapter 35 he commands uh, moses and he tells them tell the israelites to give willingly and if you read that portion you would find out that the israelites not just gave willingly they had an abundance they finally moses had to say stop stop enough we have got a lot we've got abundance and overflow that is our god when he chooses to dwell amongst his people he makes sure that everything that is required is also made available so that he can dwell there's no excuse for moses now because god himself has taken a special care to make sure that his presence is available for his people isn't this so beautiful isn't this amazing and not just that i just want you to bring this is the 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 key uh, you know focus that i want us to look into and that's from exodus chapter 40 god keeps his promise after the tabernacle is built after the work is completed in exodus chapter 40 verse 34 to 38 it says then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle wow the king of glory the majestic god the omni omniscient the all powerful god decides to dwell to come upon that tent of meeting that is made by man isn't this so beautiful i am so excited about the season where god wants to tabernacle he wants to dwell amongst his people and the next verse says throughout all their journeys whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle the sons of israel would set out but if the cloud was not taken up they did not set out until the day when it was taken up for throughout all their journeys the cloud of the lord was on the tabernacle by day and there was fire in it by night in the sight of all the house of israel this is the glory of god glory of god where moses could not enter into the tent of the meeting the glory of the lord who guided his people where he would make sure 
they knew when to go, when not to go, when to take a step forward, when not to take a, take a step forward. He guided them specifically. Isn't this so beautiful? Uh, the glorious presence of God is so willing to guide his people, to lead his people, to tell them when, what, specifically. I just sense in my heart there are some of you that, that have been waiting in this season and you've been asking God, God, I want direction in my life. I want specific clarity. You know, I want to know what to do, when to do it. And I have to take these decisions because I'm stuck. I've been stuck for a while. I just want to pray right now over you. Father, King of glory, King of glory, will you not come in and set your people free? You are a God of clarity. Your word says, Abba Father, in Timothy, that you are a God of sound mind and clarity. And I just want to speak right now into everyone that is seeking your face for clarity, wanting to know when to take those steps, Abba Father. Some of you have been even hearing the Holy Spirit about leaving your job and wanting to take that step forward. And I feel in my heart that the Lord will give you clarity. Do not be afraid. Do not be uh, you know, overwhelmed by what has to happen because the Bible says the God of the Israelites who cared for every single need of them that they did not lack, they did not even hunger, they did not go without water. God, you know, the Almighty God took care of every need of theirs. And so, Father, I pray for these precious people that have been waiting for directions that if you gave directions to the Israelites, if you gave directions to your chosen people, how much more these valuable people would hear from you. I pray for a sensitive spirit, O oh God, to be opened up within them, Lord, to hear you well, to know. John chapter 10 and verse 27 is one of my favorite words, verses which says, my sheep will hear my voice. And that is the promise of Jesus to you, that you will hear God's voice. You will know the will of God. Hallelujah. Father, I just sense in my heart there's somebody who has a neck pain. And right now, I just want to declare healing in Jesus' mighty name. Father, anyone that is struggling with with a pain in the neck somewhere around here, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. You have to leave in Jesus' mighty name. That sickness has to leave in Jesus' mighty name. And right now, Father, I want to take authority and I release healing into everyone that has been going through Kabaria, that has been affected by the pandemic in the name of Jesus let healing flow let healing flow right now from their head till there to every weariness every uh, every tiredness let it leave right now in the name of Jesus supernatural strength above father release your supernatural strength into each and every one of them right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah I just hear in my heart, uh, I just hear this name Jobin and I feel that the Lord wants you to know that, uh, you know, God is uh, mindful of your financial needs of every situation you've been seeking God for. And the Lord wants to bring that breakthrough for you. He is your good father. He is with you. He will never leave you. And Father, I pray for Jobin in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, you will open up that door of opportunity for him to see that breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are living in this 
beautiful season where God wants to dwell amongst his people. I believe that God is preparing his bride with utmost care, you know, with so much of, uh, you know, detail where he is leading uh, them into a greater level of intimacy. I myself, I know how in this past few months, I've been having this greater desire, you know, a longing to just be with Jesus. There are so many times when, you know, between the chores of home where you have to cook and you have to clean, there are there, there's this moment where I feel like, oh, I wish I could leave all of this just to be with Jesus. I feel, and, and when I watch around, when I look around, I see the same thing happening across the globe where Jesus is stirring up his bride, wanting to bring his people closer to him, where he wants to dwell amongst them in his glory, in his power. And not just that, we are living in the last days, isn't this? Jesus is coming back soon and he is also wanting to dwell with his bride forever. So he's preparing his bride with a greater level of a longing for holiness, a longing to be... I, recently I was talking to one of my colleagues and he was sharing that as never before, he's having this desire, he's been having this desire, you know, for uh, a greater level of holiness. And he was saying that, even every word that I speak, I'm so intentional about it. I don't want to break my father's heart. I feel we are living in such a significant season where God is drawing his bride to a greater level of holiness and being set apart for him so that he can reveal his manifest presence, his glorious presence. And it's not that he's not with us all the time. In fact, Jesus... You know, when he was sent, God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son to earth so that he can manifest his glory. And when Jesus was sent in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, this is what the Bible says. Behold, the virgin will be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which translated means God with us. Wow. You know, Jesus, the meaning, one of the names that is given to him is Emmanuel, God with us. That is how passionate God is about dwelling with us, remaining with us and being with us so that his glory can do his work. You know, that is the father's heart. I believe, you know, even uh, when we are in the season of the end times where God is preparing us for a greater uh, drawing near, uh, where he is, I just feel in my heart that some of you have been having this desire where you've been, Lord, I just want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. I want to enjoy you. I just hear this name, Ruth. I believe that the Lord has been uh, calling you for a greater level of intimacy. The Lord has been calling you to draw near to you and you have been overwhelmed. Holy Spirit, encounter your daughter right now where she is, oh God. Release your presence. Release your glory. Let your tangible presence, oh God, invade her where she is. Kubara di dalariando, nandiri dalariando, bahashaka talara dalariandra. There are so many of you, men and women, young people, old people, you've been asking the Lord, I want to see you, Jesus, and I can assure you, the Lord is faithful to reveal himself to you. He is a good father. He, he, his, look, he, his word says, seek me and you will find me. And the Lord is willing to meet you. I just uh, sense in my heart, uh, and this is something that I've been feeling all along this past few months. I believe that the Lord is going to encounter us in his glorious presence in such a powerful way that we have never ever you know, experienced before. 
and i believe that it is for now and father i release that uh, right now that hunger into everyone that has been there abariandara has been seeking you father god to have more of you jesus more of your presence more of your glory ahaka bariandara release daddy god your presence in such an intensity hakabaradaradariandra the warmth of your presence above father the tangible glory of your presence oh god let it soak them where they are in their rooms make habara Andra, netere kabarada raba shande lady riandra restore the restore them to their first love lord jesus restore them to the place where they have they have enjoyed you in the past oh god and i pray even greater than that above father hagai chapter 2 and verse 9 has been one of my all time favorites and one of the verses that i've clung to uh, it says uh, and the context of hagai is god asking his people to build the temple and to build a place is where he can dwell and this is how it goes the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former i want you to expect greater days greater experiences because the holy spirit is the same the lord god almighty is true to his word he will never fail if he said this is a year of restoration and that he will rebuild his tabernacle i want you to raise up your expectation to uh, to know that god is faithful to it if he sent jesus to tabernacle tabernacle amongst us and if he send his holy spirit where he said he is going to remain with you the glorious holy spirit why will he not encounter you why we why would he not you know encounter you with his glorious presence uh, and uh, in this uh, uh, previous month in the month of december when we had our special meetings the man of god reminded us that we are called to be his glorious church and that he also mentioned that we had to grow from glory to glory some of you might be asking how do i do that second corinthians chapter 18 in the amplified version tells us how to do this and it says uh, this is how it goes we all with unveiled face continually seeing or another version says continually beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory wow isn't this beautiful the word clearly says that as we keep beholding him as we keep spending time with him as we keep you know looking into his presence as we keep spending time in this in his word and in with the holy spirit we will be transformed into his image from one level of glory to the next level of glory wow this is ex- ex- so exciting i uh, and ev- in this past few months i've been experiencing god's presence in such an intensity as i, I have never experienced God. even in physical meetings or online meetings or even in my quiet time whenever i sit with god there is this tangible presence that is increasing as never before and i just want to pray that over your life so today's message uh, that i've titled it is the glorious presence of the king the glorious presence of this amazing jesus his glorious presence that longs to dwell among us in the dictionary there is there are so many meanings that are given to this word glory but i want to just mention three of it one of the definitions that mentions that is given to this word glory is great splendor or great beauty that is evident to all 
great beauty that is evident to all and and uh, the example that is given in the dictionary is the perfect glory of a day or the glory of a place like glory of greece glory of rome you know where where and another definition that uh, uh, is given to the word glory is a distinguished quality something that stands above something that marks it out uh, you know like the glory of a city so you you kind of know that that's not the normal that is uh, you know something that stands above and that is one of the meaning of the word glory that is given in in the dictionary and uh, another meaning that is given is worshipful praise honor that is due or deserving thanksgiving and in the dictionary the uh, example that is given is giving glory to god these are all in the dictionary the miriam webster dictionary talks about this as a definition in psalm 24 in my bible the title that is given to psalm 24 is the king of glory entering zion zion was the canaanite hill fortress in jerusalem that was captured by david where david built his city the city of david was built on zion in the old testament whether it's in the psalms or in the prophetic books you know the the word zion refers to god's holy mountain and it's also symbolic of israel god's chosen people in the new testament however it it refers to god's bride or his heavenly city his church in short zion refers to the dwelling place of the lord god almighty and so in that context putting that in perspective i want us to go back and look at psalm 24 david starts off this beautiful psalm of the king of glory entering into zion into this dwelling place of the lord god almighty this is how he goes he first starts off by describing who this glorious god is the earth is the lord's and all that it contains the world and all who dwell in it for he has founded it he is like do you know who this god is do you know who this glorious king is he owns everything he has founded the earth upon the seas and established it upon the rivers and then he goes on to remind his people this is how we have to prepare to encounter the king of glory this is how we have to prepare ourselves to meet with this glorious god so that he can dwell among zion who may ascend into the hill of the lord who may stand in his holy place he who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not filled up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully verse 6 goes on this is the generation of those who seek him who seek your face even jacob wow god is calling his people to a higher level of holiness a lifestyle that demands you know a change of lifestyle where you have a clean heart a, a pure heart where you long to be very different from probably what the world is looking like so that you can allow the glorious presence of the lord god almighty to dwell among us and then uh, david goes on to challenge his people he says lift up the gates you know in those days the gates were quite you know strong and heavy it was made probably out of bronze uh, if we have read the uh, story of samson we we know how he had to lift up the gate and then it goes on he uh, david goes on he says lift up your gates which means lift off every barrier everything that will prevent you from the king of glory entering into your life lift up your gates uh, your heads o gates and be lifted up o ancient doors ancient doors in our doors probably is not as heavy it's not as difficult to probably remove it but in the ancient doors it was quite difficult to dismantle it or to carry it and yet david is saying lift it off take off all barriers so that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory 
David is saying, if you only knew who this king of glory is, I'm sure you would be able to lift off every barrier. He is the Lord strong, mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle. You don't have to worry about your situations. He is there to fight your battles. And then he goes on to say, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of hosts. He has a battalion with him. He is almighty. He's all powerful. Allow this king of glory to come amongst you. This is the challenge that David is telling us. I believe that the Lord is calling us into a season of undivided devotion, undivided attention to the king, where our longing and our desperation for his presence is increasing. We all know that David was a mighty man. He was a mighty king. He had a lot of training to do. We know the story of how he invested. He took time to invest into 300 plus people, training them from people that were worthless into mighty men of battle. That is how intensely involved he was with the things of, you know, Israel. And not that, just that in Psalm 78 and verse uh, 72, it goes on. He shepherded, David shepherded them according to the integrity of heart and he guided them with skillful hands, which means he paid attention to every single person and made sure they were groomed well into the purposes of God. He was a good leader. He was so involved in his people's life, in the affairs of the kingdom. And yet we see that he was so passionately pursuing the presence of God to the extent that he went after the Ark of the Covenant with a passion that he would risk his own life to go into the enemy's camp to somehow get that Ark of Covenant so that the presence of God would dwell amongst them. Wow. A busy man who made time for God. I'm sure that most of us might probably, I, I don't know about you, but I've heard a lot of people say that I don't have time. I don't have to, uh, time to pray. I don't have time to seek God. If David was able to make time to pursue God's presence so that he went all the way to the enemy's camp to bring the Ark of the Covenant in those days, the, the presence of God was marked by the Ark of Covenant and he went after it and he said, God, I will do everything within my capacity so that your presence can dwell with us forever. And not just that, he, he, he wanted to build a temple. He wanted to make sure there was a, a place where this Ark of Covenant could be forever with Israel. Wow, can you see his passion? And not just that, when God said that you can't build this David, your son is going to build this uh, temple. I want us to read First uh, Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 5. It goes on like this, First Chronicles 22 and verse 5, it says, David said, my son Solomon is young and inexperienced. So God has said that you can't build this temple, but your son is going to build it. I would think that if God told me that you can't build this and your son would <laughs> build the temple, I would say, ah, okay, Kartave, that is good. You know, I, I'm good with that. And probably I might not do anything further because God himself has told me, right? But that's not what David did. This verse says, David said, my son Solomon is young and in inexperienced and the house that has to be built for the Lord should be exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious. That is the expectation that David had about the house of God. And then it goes on to say that, therefore now I will make preparations for it. So David made ample preparations before his death. 
he made sure if you read the portions after this he made sure he went even to the neighboring kings and asked for the best wood all you know the gold the silver everything that was required for the building for solomon to make sure that solomon would complete the work david prepared everything he made sure the resources were available so that solomon would do a fine job in making sure that the presence of god would be with israel forever what a king what a leader right who would who was so desperate for the presence of god no wonder he wrote this psalm i mean that the king allow the king of glory to come in let the king of glory come in so we see in the bible that moses and david as much as they were phenomenal leaders they had so many things to look into uh, if you look at the life of moses he was a very busy busy leader to the extent that god had to send uh, jethro his father in law to give him a good piece of advice telling him that if you go on like this you would you know die quickly and he said okay i want you to uh, learn the art of delegation and he says okay point people so that you can ease out on your job and that is how busy they were but yet they were able to set aside time to build the tabernacle to build or to prepare things that were required required for the temple to be uh, built so that the presence of god will dwell amongst them we see in exodus chapter 33 and verse 18 moses says i pray you show me your glory can you see moses heartbeat he's like god i just want to see your glory and i'm going to bring three aspects or maybe a few more aspects about this word glory in the bible from the bible in lines with the definitions that we looked at one of the aspects of uh, glory is the manifest glory which in hebrew is the word shekina shekina is the glory that is evident that is manifested by god to the people around where god rests and dwells and it is evident to people in exodus chapter 34 and verse 4 it says the lord descended in the cloud and he stood there with him as moses called upon the name of the lord and exodus chapter 33 and verse 9 and 10 also refers to that when the cloud of the presence was descending on the tent and where where moses would go into the tent of the meeting people could see the cloud even when moses was up the mountain and the presence of god would come down as a cloud people could see that the that god was with moses that god was over them that god's presence so that's the shekina glory where you can see the presence of god uh, you know in however in whatever way that god would manifest his presence the manifest glory is called shekina where his presence is evident for people to see and not just that in a god's glory would be manifested through the miracles whether it was uh, demonstrated manifested through the miracles that he did whether it was you know parting the sea whether it's about uh, protecting them from the enemies whether it's about providing manna or water even jesus for that matter there were so many miracles that he did so that he would manifest his glory amongst his people and that is uh, one of the aspects of god's glory the second word that the bible uh, you know brings about is the word kabod or kavod and that is the weightiness of god in one of the articles i i read that the wo- root word of kavod of that word kavod or kabod is heavy as battle armaments and i i remember some time back when i visited a place they gave me a shield and it was so heavy and that is the the root word of this word glory uh, in hebrew that is is men- mentioned as kabod 
where the weight of god the weightiness the heaviness of god and i'm sure many of you would have experienced that weightiness of god maybe in a meeting i know personally of so many instances even in my personal time with god where there's this warmth over me and uh, i remember so many instances where god's love would you know invade me and there would be the sweeping experience of god's love you know filling and 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 there would be this intense weight on on you uh, and uh, if the, if that is what you've experienced that's the presence the tangible presence of god the glorious presence of god that is wanting to dwell amongst you and i want you to hunger for more these are the days where god wants to manifest himself more and more to his people god is rebuilding his tabernacle god is rebuilding and restoring his presence to his people in second chronicles chapter 5 verse 11 uh, to 14 after solomon and his people built the temple you know where david couldn't do it solomon finishes the work they have uh, this time where the priests are sanctifying themselves preparing themselves and then they offer sacrifices and uh, you know there's this music and celebration and all of that that is happening and then in verse 14 the house of the lord was filled with glory so that the priests could not stand to minister we already saw saw that about moses right where he could not you know enter the tabernacle and the same thing is mentioned here the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the lord filled the house of god after that we read in the next chapter chapter 6 solomon makes a prayer a dedication prayer and after that chapter 7 verse 1 onward says when solomon had finished praying fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the lord filled the house the priest could not enter into the house of the lord because the glory of the lord filled the lord's house all the sons of israel seeing the fire come down and the glory of the lord upon the house bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave praise to the lord truly saying truly he is good truly his loving kindness is everlasting this is the third aspect of god's glory one is the manifest glory two is the intrinsic glory you know the kabod the weightiness but the other aspect is also where god reveals his nature to moses he revealed his nature he said that i will go before you when when moses you know asked god god i want to see your glory in exodus chapter 34 uh, and verse 6 uh, to 7 it says the lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the lord the god the lord god compassionate and gracious slow to anger when we read these verses we think it's just words like right? god is saying that i am compassionate i am i am you know uh, gracious i am slow to anger no that was not the way that it is mentioned here when god was proclaiming his greatness it was a revelation that moses had it was not just words it was not mere words it was a understanding that you know caused him in verse 8 it says moses made haste to bow his head towards the earth and worshiped and this is the same thing that happens when the priests in the times of solomon when the presence of god came upon them that they could not minister and yet they fell you know prostrate before god they fell down before god's presence and they worshiped god the third aspect is the ascribed glory where once you encounter god's presence once you encounter his nature once you encounter that he is beautiful he is majestic he is the king of glory all that we can do is to give him worship 
is to give him honor is to give him that you know praise and adoration that that he that is due to him that he deserves and that is what all people in the bible ended up doing once they encountered this glorious king all that they could do is to change their lifestyle to a place where they worshiped the king jesus isaiah 6:3 says isaiah had an encounter with the lord god almighty and he cried out holy 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 the lord god almighty the earth is full of his glory what happens when we encounter god's glory there is a change of lifestyle isaiah came to a place where he said in in verse 5 he said i am a man full of sin moses had a change of lifestyle he he was a man who had a lot of anger right he in fact had to leave the palace because of his anger but yet in numbers 12 god tells uh, or testifies about moses that he was the meekest man in fact god wanted to speak to him face to face what happens when this glorious presence encounters us there's a nature change there's also a manifest you know change where moses face shone you know it was shining that people could not even approach him that's how intense the presence of god can change i remember my sister saying this often especially when i have uh, you know an intense time with god and i have a, a a significant time with the lord's presence he says there's this powder effect where your face is sh- is is glowing there's this you know spy effect where your face is, is shining and that is what people would that is what in acts chapter 15 so that mankind may see there's a nature change there is a evident change when the when the presence of god encounters us and this is my prayer even in this year of revival and restoration i pray that the lord god almighty his presence would invade all of us so that it would be evident in the way that we live that god's glory will not just you know bring in a change in our lives but would also flow through us like jesus when he he was on earth he dwelt among us full of glory full of grace and his presence brought in healing to people around him is the same way in the book of acts wherever the apostles moved in the glory of god would go with them that people that were sick would be healed and that's my prayer as we encounter this glorious presence that our lives will be transformed and through us people will be transformed that the glorious presence of jesus right now i pray god for everyone that is listening our father khobari andra that you would stir up such a hunger stir up such a passion stir up such a desire our father that they will long for your presence that they will long for your glory that they will long for a transformation in their lives our father increase that hunger as never before reke balarala riandra lord we want to per- permit your presence to invade our homes invade our situations let the dayando ramana dayandra no bahush balayan not just restoring our situations to normalcy but also restoring our passion to you lord jesus i speak that over this beautiful church oh god restore us and prepare us to be your bride that is ready for your coming lord jesus we thank you father we give you all praise and glory in jesus mighty name we pray amen May the Lord bless you and I pray that you would have a hunger as never before for the presence of Jesus and to encounter the King of glory that you would experience the power and the majesty of this king as never before God bless you thank you Thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wscc.in